true stories of history's forgotten detectives from across the 20th century. This is Duotang Chesterfield's Mystery Theater! Diarist Deary, I mean Dearest Diary. Today's theme, Seduction. For years I'd basked in the chaste embrace of academia, little knowing nor caring that a man has needs, beyond the starched collar and the well-footnoted monograph. And yet, I have recently found desires within me that were as unfamiliar as Tiffany to turnips. It all began with a series of daring burglaries with which I became obsessed. I'm stumped, boy! This burglary at the Archbishop's aviary has me utterly baffled. I've been over the details a thousand times, had several really excellent tantrums, and am still no closer to finding this parlor panther. Oh, that's what the newspapers have dubbed him. Cat burglar, you know. The parlor panther? He was able to locate the rare kakapo in perfect darkness without waking any of the other birds. By Ovid, you're right, Ephiacus. The thief must have been intimately familiar with his surroundings. Yes, of course. Fetch. I'm stumped, boy. The parlor panther was seen leaping from the second-story window of the baronet's beach house, but the police were unable to pick up his trail. I recovered these hairs from the scene, but they hardly seem to be human. What do you make of them? An African Bengal tiger? Are you sure? If you say so, but what am I to do with that? Yes, of course. Your serve. That was 30 love, was it? The parlor panther is struck again, Ophiacus, in the Count's cloakroom. But this time I've got him. Look at the centerfold in this quarter's edition of Absolutely Fopulous. Lord Winkleton, who leads the trendsetters of haute couture, ostensibly eats with gilded silverware, drinks water harvested from the Himalayas, and uses angora pelts as bathroom tissues, etc., etc., pictured here with his pet, a man-eating Bengal tiger. It must be the only one in England. I've got the infamous Parlour Panther at last. I shall away to his estate to apprehend him this very night. Don't wait up, boy. There's no time, Ophiacus. Oh, very well. Rook to Queen's Bishop Four. My mind raced as I drove through Lord Winkleton's palatial estate to his stately palace. The Parlour Panther would not be taken easily. I barely noted the subtle eroticism of the topiary as I was formulating my stratagem. When I knocked on the monolithic door, I was surprised to find it opened by the panther himself. Lord Winkleton, my name is C.H.R. Yes, yes, do come in, whoever you are. I've got alpaca on the stove, a string quartet that plays Berlin like a dream, and a 1762 Oloroso just begging to be deflowered. Lord Winkleton, I'm here formally to accuse... 1762, did you say? <laughs> well, of course, Ducky. Never drink anything younger than your grand. <laughs> <laughs> That's my maid. She laughs. Here you are. Uh, thanks much. Uh, Santé. Oh, well, that's rather grand, isn't it? Now, let's see. Where can we sit? We've got the drawing room, the sitting room, the living room, the salon, the common room, the forum, or the luge. No, parlour? Oh, the parlour, of course. Now, where have I put that? <laughs> You've misplaced a room? It happens all the time, Ducky. They get moved around so often, you know. Now, what was it you wanted, Mr... 
Arnold wasn't. I've been looking into a series, ours actually, into a series of... C.H. Arles from Cambridge? Well, I followed your career with some interest since your profile in the Times. Consider myself something of a fan, really. Oh? And I'd bump that to pale imitator if my brain didn't go to pudding with puzzles. Well, if you have a keen interest in criminology, perhaps... Oh, no, not that stuffy old criminology thing. What, then? The maths? The boringness? The style, ducky. Oh! These Cambridge socialigentia think they've got the monopoly on fashion. They wouldn't know an ascot from an asmic. Life of late has been duller than dog turds. Really? A man such as you, a man who has a living room, salon, sitting room, lounge, literally everything, you are unsatisfied, and that's what drove you Mm, to... To utter desperation. I said to myself, finally, a man of my ilk, a man who knew all the trends and sent to hell with them. Your interview in the Times tickled me lavender. Well, you should see what they're saying about you in Absolutely Fopulous. Gilded silverware, Himalayan water, and... uh, Angora pelts as bathroom tissue? <laughs> don't know how some of these silly rumours get started. Uh, no, the rabbits have to be live, you see. As soon as the pelt is removed, it starts to lose its softness. Oh, oh no! Lord Winkleton, this, all this, I keep wanting to pinch myself lest I find I am asleep. But then you think to yourself, if this is a dream, then damn you all. Let me dream. Yes! My life, Professor Arles. Nevertheless, the law is the law. Now, this is an occasion. Now, get rid of that brine I was palming you off with before. No, no, just throw it on the carpet. I've got a 1484 claret here, a mischievous little minx that I think you'll find both sneaky and cheeky. Uh, No, but it's my duty as a citizen. Oh. Goodness gracious, I... Wait for it, Danky. That lass is bringing her friends round. Uh, What do you... Oh, I see. Mm, I'm throwing a party. You must come. When? Tonight? (laughs) Every night. Twice a night. Oh, uh, but I... Oh! What time should I arrive? It doesn't matter. There's always something going on somewhere. And it's not just here, Ducky. Tomorrow night, there's the Duke's Dungeon. Then next week, the Steward's Stables, the Obstetrician's Observatory. It was in a daze of conflicting thoughts and feelings that I stumbled from the Winkleton estate. My decision not to confront the parlor panther gnawed at me, but the hedonism of his life was too tempting to pass up. Besides, one could always make the arrest after having indulged for a week or two. Back in the organized chaos of my office, it seems my ambivalence was not shared. No, 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 I know all that. Uh, But see things from his perspective. He's like a modern-day Robin Hood, really, you know? Stealing from the rich and giving to... Well, that's where the analogy falls apart, I suppose. No, you can't understand. Years spent with you in this dusty office, I always felt something was missing. And now I know what it was. Everything! Well, if that's how you feel about it, boy, perhaps you're not the friend I thought you were. But let me ask you this. Do you think it's too soon to address him as Winky? Perhaps I had been seduced by the lavish fets and orgiastic lifestyle. But I felt in my heart that if Henri had led Lord Winkleton to crime, that my friendship could lead him out again. 
Night after night, we embarked on a series of lavish outings, each more decadent than the last. Hello, boy. I know it's late, but Winky and I stopped by the river camp for a quick punt on the way home. Hello, boy. I know I'd promised you a walk, but Winky took me on a tour of Cambridge's most scandalous promenades. Hello, boy. I know I missed our operetta soiree, but Winky and I were out hunting the most dangerous game. Naked imaginary pixies. Oh, not now, boy. I'm exhausted. No, those aren't my Angora rabbits. I'm... I'm holding them for a friend, and I don't need to explain myself to you. Oh, how sour the milk of Jealousy's wrinkled teat. Oh, so that's what you think, is it? Well, take a look at this. The Times. No mention of the so-called Parlour Panther. And yesterday. And last week. And the week before. Winky hasn't stolen a thing in the past month. Now I wonder why that could be. He told me when we first met that these fancy upper-crust snobs weren't enough for him. It was out of loneliness that he resorted to stealing in order to feel something. But all he needed was a true friend. And it's not just about him. He wants to know about my life. He begged me to invite him to the gala at the university tonight so he can meet my friends. Uh, my peers. My fellow sailors on the Sea of Learning. Oh, don't you see, Ophiacus? I've changed him. And he's changed me. I see now how little my world was. He's opened up my eyes to things greater and grander. And never, never again will this small desk, nor my small office, nor my small tenure be enough. No, nor my small dog. Of course you'd say that. You've never wanted me to have friends. Well, chew on this, boy. Ephiacus? Bad dog. It was a shameful way to treat an old friend, but I had not much time to repent, for that evening I had a rendezvous at a black tie soiree at the university. Winky was in high spirits and particularly interested in some recent acquisitions for the university's museum. It began with a pearl diver in Brazil who caught sight of a wreck of an early Portuguese vessel. An expedition was commissioned, and it was discovered to contain dozens of clay pots. Only one was unbroken with its seal intact. We believe it contains the black caviar of the mythical razorback sturgeon. <clears throat> what is it, Winky? The razorback sturgeon was hunted to extinction by the Carthaginians. There's only been textual evidence, but they say once someone had tasted it, all other food was like unto ash in their mouths. Doesn't that sound marvelous? Uh, so? So what? So what does it taste like? I don't think we're supposed Winky, to... Winky, this is an antique. A relic. It is part of a collection. If one were to open that seal, it could only be for scientific study, not a snack at tea time. You see, that's what's wrong with you, Ducky. Life is not to be locked in a glass cabinet and observed from a distance. It should be manhandled and groped and molested and devoured. Please stop touching me, sir. Um... I think I'd better get my supervisor. Speaking of devouring, I'm famished. Let's see if they have any of those shrimp thingies. The museum is closed Mondays, yes? The outside doors are Smith and Selwig, but the display case is some kind of custom... Now, don't tell me you're thinking of... But, Winky, you've been so good. What do you mean, Ducky? 
You see, Winky? I know you were the Parlor Panther. I've known all along. Yeah, of course you did. Wait, you knew that I knew? Well, of course I did, Ducky. That was the entire point of my placing Bengal Tiger fur at the Baronet's beach house and posing for that degrading piece in Otford. You planted it there, but why? I told you I'm a fan. No! You didn't want to be my friend. You just needed someone to get you into this hole so you could plan your break-in. You used me. And I thought we were friends. But they are mutually exclusive, Ducky. I used you and we're friends. You can't have it both ways, Winky. Ducky, I have it all ways. But you can't possibly have thought the panther had retired. There's been no mention in the newspapers. I've been lying low, Ducky. Cleansing my palate, as it were. Now, as for that caviar... You can't. It would be an offense to history. To science. To me. You could share it with me. No, thank you. I prefer my caviar without capers. Then I suppose it's time to say au revoir, ducky. Why must you dash everything we've had upon the rocks for a taste of 2,000-year-old fish eggs? Because what could the man who has everything want but more? And that means more to you than I? I'm afraid so, ducky. Afraid so with creme fraiche. If you're not in this adventure with me, Ducky, perhaps it's time you swam away. If you will excuse me, Lord Winkleton, I just remembered a letter I must write that is already overdue. I kept my composure as I walked away, but like the Ducky he'd so often called me, I was hard at work under the surface. Also like a duck, my voice has no echo. I asked the science intern for a paper and quill, and composed a letter to my one true friend. My dear Ophiuchus, I consider it a point of pride to ask only for what I deserve, so I hope you'll appreciate the humility with which I ask for your forgiveness. Well, what is it? Do you know what time it is? Unless I'm very much mistaken, sir, I do believe it's eleven o'clock in the morning. And I do wonder if you'll permit me to point out that at present you're stark naked, sir. Winky pulled me in by telling me exactly what I wanted to hear, while the truer friend tried to warn me. No contraire, Inspector. I'm wearing a smile for both of us. And I was too blind to see it. Uh, yes, sir. On that particular point. If you'll forgive the directness and oddness of the question, sir, I'm afraid that I'm going to have to ask you to, uh, open your mouth for me, sir. The life I was given a window into pulls at me with a powerful desire. But this experience has reminded me of how rich I already was. I have a good life, and I have a very good dog. It's just down here, Professor. Oh, oh, Ducky, I'm so tickled you've come. Before we speak further, Lord Winkleton, I feel I must make clear that... I was the one who put you here. Oh, well, yes, I'd have thought no less. I am, however, shaky on the how. On my way back from using the writing desk, I took a detour to pour some ink into the caviar pot. Ink that would hopelessly stain the mouth of any man foolish or decadent enough to eat it. 
Ah, and thus the request to open my mouth. Inspector Plotter, apologies. I, I really did think... I know what you thought, sir, and we'll speak no more about it. Well, I'm as red as a baby's freshly spanked bottom in a stiff breeze. Anyway, I've had the night to think it out, and I suppose we are each at the mercy of either the inner demons or better angels of our natures. And if you couldn't change me, can I reasonably expect to have changed you? Disappointed, but not surprised, Ducky. Oh, but you did change me. You gave me one of the best months of my life. You've opened my eyes to a world I never knew existed. You've inspired and invigorated me to reach for the decadence I'd only fantasized about. The difference between you and me, Winky, is that I'm willing to wait for it. But correct me if I'm wrong, Ducky. In order to prevent me having one spoonful of caviar, you ruined the entire pot. Yes, well, I was hoping no one would have caught on to that. I'd noticed that as well, sir, and I've got to say it was surprisingly monstrous. So then perhaps I don't have all the answers. Together we could have brought Cambridge to its knees, leveled the city with the excess of our raw experience... Instead, I'll be behind these bars for a year, drinking rat piss and pretending it's a Merlot with character. Exactly. Exactly? Yes, Winky. Because you may have had every hedonistic whim at your fingertips, but I'm afraid I've found the spice that elevates it all. Oh? What is it? Why, anticipation. Oh. 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 And with that, dearest diary, I left the parlor panther to his thoughts and returned home with a small pot of caviar for me and for a firecus, the finest steak money can buy. The Prowl of the Parlor Panther was written by Joseph Beebe and Leet Stetson. C. A. Charles and Inspector Plotter were played by Leet Stetson. Lord Winkleton was played by Joseph Beebe. Ophiuchus, Laughing Maid, and Science Intern were played by Grace Smith. That's me. You guys, it's, it's me. You guys. Do It Hang Chesterfield's Mystery Theater is produced by Joseph Beebe and Theater Doubletake. Do It Hang Chesterfield wants to know, in what way are you like a duck? Let us know by investigating us on the web at doithangmysteries.com. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and leave us one of those sweet, sweet reviews. Bye.